It's Monday the 19th of February 2024 and this is the GameStreet.biz microcast. I'm James Batchelor, Editor-in-Chief of GameStreet.biz and I am joined as always by Chris String, Head of GameStreet.biz. How are you this morning? I'm, I'm alright. Yeah, sun is shining. It's stopped raining for a moment. Not nice. in the console space, as we will dive into. No, it's, um, rain, it's pouring in the it's console It's pouring space. in the console space. We have got so much to dive into, we're going to go straight into it. Um, I'd like to start, if we can, with the, the Xbox anticlimax. Um, this is something we've talked about on the site a lot. We've talked about on the recent microcast and so forth. But on the off chance that you're only now becoming aware of this, I feel like I need to frame this properly. Rumours were spreading that Microsoft was going to put uh, first party, key first-party titles like Indiana Jones and Starfield onto rival platforms, including PlayStation 5. Rumours were spreading that Microsoft had closed its publishing division that was going to handle uh, you know, boxed and physical products. It was going to go digital only. Rumours were circulating that Microsoft was going to drop the Xbox console and just become a third-party publisher. Rumours were circulating that Game Pass was going to be renamed Microsoft Game Pass and Microsoft was going to drop the entire Xbox brand. The rumours were getting out of I hand. Think, <laughs> I, I think rumours and speculation are getting mixed up in this. Uh, yes. It's, uh, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure these, the, that some of those uh, suggestions yeah. on social media were more... Uh, people getting ahead of themselves. This is the thing. So a lot of this was like, it all just kind of escalated, like from basic rumours and reports and you know people familiar with this say... Um, to, yeah, full-blown speculation, as you say. It escalated to the point where um, Xbox uh, kind of responded, or at least accelerated their response. If you, they released a podcast last week, which, as we discussed on a previous um, microcast, was going to be a business update for their vision of the future of Xbox. And they start the, start the podcast, they say, you know, they've been planning on doing this since, I think, kind of December, shortly after the, uh, or not too long after the Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition was completed. And then we're going to talk about the future of Xbox, what they, what this all means going forward. They're responding to the rumours. And the big news is four smaller and or older games are coming to other consoles. Two are, uh, or other platforms, sorry. Two are community-driven, believed to be Sea of Thieves and Grounded. Two are smaller titles that weren't, I think they, the exact phrasing they used was like, weren't designed as platform exclusives. The common consensus seems to be that this is going to be Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush. And... They're still working on hardware. Like they drop, they dropped in a mention of the, you know, the next generation Xbox is going to have the biggest technical leap of any generation. Come back to that later, perhaps. And that is it. And they basically kind of didn't Diablo re- coming to Game Pass. Diablo coming to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Activision yeah. Blizzard games are, are coming to Game Pass, starting with Diablo. And I just, I, it's a big anticlimax. I've seen so many people, so many takes like, yeah, like, oh, this could have been an email. This is a nothing burger. Like, for me, I was thinking about this over the weekend, and I apologise, this is going to be cheesy as hell, but I had so many friends taking the mic out of a previous Xbox console name. But for me, this is the real Xbox 360. Technically, there has been movement, but they are exactly where they were before. Nothing has changed here. Well... I mean, it, to be clear, like this was never built. Uh, it's it's built. This is the community that built this up. Right? Mm. So, um, you know, uh, I'm pretty. It, it was. It, I, 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 we hear things in the games industry, and I'd heard this story. I heard that Microsoft's going to release some of its games on PlayStation, which is different. It is a move. It's different. Something different than was done before, unless you count Minecraft, right? And um, I'd. The games that uh, you just mentioned, I'm not going to, but those games are uh, what I'd heard. So when it started coming out that it was this and it was that and it was going third party, I'm sitting there going, 
It's not what I heard. Um, and, it's, and, 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 you know, Phil says that when you see what the games are, they make sense, and they do make sense, right? So, and we were saying this on the microcast last week, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this isn't what people think it's going to be. And it wasn't what people think it was going to be. And in fact, they didn't name the games. It was even less than I think people <laughs> thought it was going to be. But I, I, here's, here's the... Um, Here's the thing with it. I think there's a lot of people out there that don't really know what Xbox's strategy is. And to be clear, this is mostly the same strategy they had when they put Sea of Thieves on Game Pass day and date back in 2018. Right? Mm. The moment they did that, that was a moment for them where they were making a statement about how they believe the industry is going to move forward. There were some facts in there. The 34 million... Um, is it 34 million Game 34 Pass? million Game Pass. Yeah, That's we got a little clarif- disappointing, actually. Have we got clarification yet on whether that just includes all the Xbox Live Gold? It, it does, right? It includes core, it includes everything. Right? So it's not much growth, not really. You could argue not any. Um, but it, it, they, you've got... Um, you've got... Uh, uh, you see they've got challenges there. Um, and you see that uh, uh, moving the games... And to be fair, the games they're talking about moving on to uh, PlayStation, they're actually their best games. Mm. Right? I know, not their biggest games... But they're genuinely bangers. Like every single one of them is, is I mean, I actually have not played Grounded. I've played the other three. And they are fantastic video games. So there's adverts for the Xbox experience. They're wonderful. Like if you're going <laughs> to sit there and try and convince some PlayStation fans to subscribe to Game Pass on PC or whatever, like those are wonderful games to sort of put out there and sort of showcase, hey, look what we can do. Um, yeah, but it wasn't too much. Here's the thing, though, is what we saw was a further reiteration that they are moving away from the console. Right. Mm. They've said this all along, to be clear. It's not a new thing, but this was the biggest statement, the, the furthest they've moved from it yet, to the fact they're putting more games onto other consoles, is them going, look, the Xbox is just one delivery device. It really, really mm. is. Beforehand, you didn't quite buy it, and now it's sort of, you're starting to feel it. And I wouldn't be surprised if down the line, more games do come, including some of the bigger ones, to PS5. You might as well wait and see how these ones do first. But uh, it, and what impact it has on, on, their, on their other business. But it's 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 a statement that is um, that's them going. Look, we can't rely on. The I did a tweet which admittedly misses out a little bit of. It's, it's a little bit misleading. Where I talked about the PS2 and the Xbox One combined at about 180 million install base. The PS3 mm. and the 360 combined was just over 170 million, and the PS4 and Xbox One combined again is about 180 million. Mm. You're looking at an industry, those two consoles in particular, which target a very similar market haven't grown substantially in 20 years yeah so and uh, okay it's fine we've got subscriptions and microtransactions and ways to monetize those people it doesn't matter same audience make more money out of it but eventually you get to a point where costs are going up so much as they have done now where you're going to have to try and find new customers and i think both sony's financials which i'm assuming we're going to come on to and the xbox um uh, uh news um, further cements highlights that the console market is in trouble might be a stretch but it's certainly not uh, an exciting growth market for the games industry at mm. this point in time um, and that is um, and that's a bit sad for people who like the box under the TV um, I also though also and I don't mean to be mean I'd love Xbox but I really wish I've been hearing this rhetoric about moving away from the box and the future of games and the future of buying games and reaching new markets and putting games into other places and stuff for the best part of a decade now and I'm like I just need them to start delivering on this I just need to start (laughs) seeing some results rather than this is the strategy yeah I've got the strategy and I know that a lot of people haven't but I got the strategy and now I want to see that strategy play out I need to see some really good games come out on a very frequent basis I need to get Game Pass subscribers go up I need to find see Xbox players appear in markets where Xbox players didn't exist before because that's what Microsoft has been promising for a long time 
Mm. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, it's as you say, like it is just it is just a repetition of the strategy they've already had. Like I kind of I listened to the podcast itself over the weekend again, and like just there were certain phrases and stuff. Is like I have heard you say this so many times. Um, that, as you say, like, to be the, fair, we are in the part of the industry that is going to hear this. True, of. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I'm yeah, sure even, fans, and I think a lot of fans tuned in. They may not have, they may have heard it, but may not have quite sunk in um, before, and maybe it did this time. Yeah, but the it, 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 point is, like the whole thing felt like a kind of a reiteration rather than a, a re- revelation, as it were. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Let's come on to the the Sony financials then, because as you as you hinted, like kind of those had some very interesting kind of things. I think the big takeaway that a lot of people took was um, the fact that during the earnings call, uh, Sony president Hiroki Totoki said that there are going to be no no major launches from existing franchises until next fiscal year. So that's April 2025 onwards. So that basically means like no God of War, no Spider-Man, no Horizon, no Uncharted, nothing, no, no Last of Us, like nothing that Sony has already made as a big hit is due to arrive in the next 12 to 15 months. And that is slightly concerning, I personally. But then, well, it, it would be concerning. It'd be even more concerning if it was Microsoft, given that they're you know given the position they have in the in, in the console market. But I guess PlayStation. I think, as you've said before, like every game is a PlayStation game. You know, even well, it Microsoft- depends on what you're talking about. Like if you're talking about them from a, a perspective of a publisher where they want to make money, yes, not having a very big hit this year is is, is not going to be great yeah. for the bottom line. Um, they let us note they've just launched Helldivers, which is like the biggest game of the week in the minute. Yes, so it's like, yeah. And, that, and you wouldn't describe that as a big IP. I'm still holding out hope for Astrobot. Um, but, you know, which again, but you never know. You see these, where the next, you know, just because they're not launching something in an established franchise doesn't mean they have a hit. They don't won't have a hit game this year. We we'll mm. have to wait and see on that front. But um, uh, yeah, it's not great. But from a PlayStation sales, PS5 sales perspective, it does. You, so PlayStation Five is the market leader, which means that when a big game comes out, it drives sales of PlayStation, whether or not it's a Sony game or not. Mm. Right. So it it, it it's it, you know uh, a big new Star Wars Outlaws will drive sales of PS Five, for instance. GTA Six will drive sales of PS Five. The question is, when are those games coming? Because <laughs> right? yeah. actually, even if even when you look at the release schedule, particularly for the calendar year. It doesn't look very great <laughs> right now. It, there's, there's, there's. I know there's. Other, we've got a lot of stuff to hear about. I'm sure, but right now, I'm not looking at anything. Going, I'm looking at the market. Going, this is going to be a real tough comparison to 2023. Yeah, and oh, um, yeah. and that's going to impact Sony. It's going to impact Xbox. My biggest concern about the Xbox financials, at Sony financials, sorry, and actually, I think it's more significant. The starter says the fact they missed their target by four million. Like, yeah. and I think we all thought that 25 million was an ambitious target. 25 million shipments of PS5s was an ambitious target. And they even admitted that after their first quarter, this is going to be tough. Um, they missed it by, they, they, well, they, they're hopefully only going to miss it by four million. Because this is their projection for the end of the financial year. Um, 21 million is a huge number, but obviously that's not, that's obviously not great. My biggest worry is the margin. So mm. the amount of money that they made versus the amount of money they spent was not very the gap was it's the smallest margin they've made um since the uh uh since they've been doing this and i would argue that um as a um i think it points to the biggest challenge the games industry faces by the way sean Layden, which um has been saying this for quite some time now the spiraling costs of video game development eventually there's going to come an, become an issue and you heard sony talk about in their 
talk calls afterwards they like you know pc is gonna have to be a big bet for us we're gonna have to put more of our games onto the pc platform to grow our audience to bring in some revenue and he also talked about how costs need to get under control this is something that all the games industry is going on that's what the layoffs are linked to right but it's does not it's not just about laying staff off and bringing down your workforce it's about marketing costs but all costs you need to look at it and go actually are we spending too much are we taking too long to make these games do we need to get tighter on delivering them and how do we do that and those are real big questions the industry is wrestling with right now mm. um and you really heard that at the sony financials my biggest worry for playstation is the fact that they they launched a massive game in spider-man 2 it did 10 million copies clearly a profitable game but wasn't as profitable as you think 10 million copies would be and that is um and that is uh over 300 million dollars apparently that game took cost to make seen, really yeah i think and going back to something you said there like about how every kind of as platform leader it, it should benefit from every major game like to not reach that target of 25 million which as you say was um ambitious but to you know to be four million short in a year that had stellar releases, like we're not going to see a year like twenty twenty three for a good few years now. You know, Hogwarts, Diablo, Zelda obviously is not a Nintendo, but um, you know, like Spider Man. Oh, yeah, like, well, you, you, interestingly, you're about you you're stumbling there, which is quite interesting because <laughs> actually Hogwarts, yes, uh, Spider Man, yes. Actually, all the other games are on other platforms. Yeah, okay. Diablo's yeah. a P. Diablo's a PC game. No, that's yeah. true. Baldur's yeah. Gate, which I guess, yeah, that was a thing, but also a bit more PC focused. That one as well. Zelda yeah, was a Switch game. Starfield was an Xbox game. No, but it's interesting. The same thought process came to me. I thought, oh, we're not going to get a, game a year like that. Yeah. And I thought, actually, wasn't the most play. And the Call of Duty last year wasn't great. I didn't. No, that that's helped. true. Yeah. Um, but um, okay, so Spider Man was. It was definitely. It definitely. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely a peak year. I think it was definitely it was. a peak year for PS5, and the peak wasn't as high as they wanted it to be. No. I'm, I'm intrigued I'm intrigued to see what they do have for the next fiscal year, because just because they don't have anything, um, any major existing franchises coming out in the, in, the, in the next year, doesn't mean they haven't got, as you say, we may get a new Astrobot, which would make us all happy. But they said specifically they're focusing... The best on... game of this generation. <laughs> I'm, not jo- I'm not even joking. No, I, I... The PS5, if you've not played it, it's an absolute diamond of a I game. believe you. I, need, I do need to go back and play it. I was listening to someone... Um, Another podcast at our company, Best Games Ever, was pitching the uh, the merits of Astro's Playroom, um, and it's like, yeah, I do need to go back and play that. Um, business business podcast, <laughs> um, like the the fact that they're not releasing major existing franchises, they will have some sort of release this year, and they they mentioned in the earnings call they they're starting to focus on kind of new IP, but also kind of this live service game. We know they've got at least six live service games in the works. Um, there's the Jade Raymond one. I think it's Fair Games. With a dollar sign for it instead of an S, like that perhaps might be arrived this year. Like, I'm intrigued to see what they do release this year when, because launching live service games, particularly live service games that are based on new IP, giving them the breathing room of not going up against, you know, the next God of War, the next Horizon, etc. I'm intrigued to see where, how well those do as and when. And they I will are say, I will say this actually: a year where there isn't, look, nobody released their game around Hogwarts, right? Mm. Because you, no, don't do that, right? And nobody released their game around Zelda. Nobody released a couple that around Diablo, but even then, there were more established games like Final Fantasy and and Street Fighter. Um, people did release their games around Baldur's Gate three. They didn't realise that game was going to do what it did. And yeah, kill. You know, we saw the story about Immortals of Avium and how how much that struggled. That launched in the Baldur's Gate kill zone, right? And um, and so these game developers they know to avoid certain titles. In the year where you had as many blockbusters as we had last year. 
that made it really difficult for double A studios to to sort of to do to show off what what look at the cool thing we've made. This year we've already had two breakouts, right? We actually had mm. more than two, but two particular big ones: Power World and now Hell Divers. So you've got these. Is it Hell Divers or Hell Drivers? I, Hell Hell Divers. Hell Divers too. Yeah. Um, um, and um, those two those two games have come out. Those are double A games, right? Those are not. Mm. You might even describe Power World as being below that. And it's and they are not like mega they're indie titles effectively fancy indie games and because they're not going up against something they've got the room to show off and mm. break out and i think you're going to see quite a few of that this year which is great by the way and it's great for the industry overall at least below that triple a level so there is going to be advantages and as you say if sony are launching a new ip let's say fair games or another one of their service games or the one that uh fire sprite's working on as well um uh the crucible something like that um, that game um it's a great opportunity for these titles because Sony's gone, hey, we don't have many big games coming out this year. Let's put our marketing budgets, our efforts around mm. and our PR team on these projects instead and we can drive them. And that's probably a great opportunity for those titles to to, to, to come through, really. Uh, but it's it's definitely good. This year is going to not look great. If you look at the, no. looking purely at the fun numbers, console sales, I think, across all three platforms are going to be down substantially and um, uh, or at least substantially in some, some for some of them. And um, uh, software sales, I think, are going to look weak as well, unless there's something that we don't know about. Well, particularly in light of recent reports that Switch 2, or the Switch successor, or whatever the heck Nintendo names it, um, may not be arriving until March 2025 at the earliest. Um, so Nintendo this has been doing Switch the rounds U. in the last few... Pardon? Switch U. New Switch U. <laughs> New Switch U. New Nintendo Switch U XL. Um, now that... Yeah. Reports are going around that the uh, new Nintendo Switch UXL is not going to be arriving until 2025. It was originally targeted as um, a holiday holiday 2024 release, or at least kind of, you know, in time for the holidays. It was never confirmed. This is all very much going on, kind of rumour and inside reporting and analyst expectation. Um, it was never... So it, I've seen a lot of kind of debate as to whether or not this counts as a delay, because how can something that never had a launch window be delayed? But regardless of the semantics, we may now not be getting a new Nintendo console this year. It may be arriving next year. Now, going into Christmas, or rather going into December last year, the hopes were that 2024's market would be very much driven, certainly in the console space and just the overall gaming market, would be driven by the arrival of Grand Theft Auto 6 and new Nintendo Switch UXL. Now... GTA 6 was de not delayed. So again, I'm doing that, that that conscious thing of because you expect it, it's not. GTA 6 was confirmed for 2025 in December, but there was still the hope that right, well, Switch 2 should be arriving in time for Christmas. That will still be a boost to the market. If these rumors are true, and you know, they may well be, like it's as much as it would be ideal to get Nintendo's uh, new console out in time for Christmas, if you know if Nintendo having problems, you know, securing components or manufacturing or whatever, let's let's destroy our microphone, shall we? There we go. Professional as ever. If Nintendo are struggling to, um, you know, get any part of the uh, the, the Switch to manufacturing process going, then. Yeah, then yeah, it, it is, it's feasible that it will be pushed to um, 2025. Launching kind of March-ish, still get it in before the end of the financial year, so that give them a bit of a boost. They proved with Switch that they can do, they can pull off a good March release, but that really does call into question what's going to drive growth in the games market in 2024. Mobile is still the largest part of the market, but there's not much growth there in terms of yeah, there aren't many. There's there's not much disruption going on there. Um, PC is like less than console. Slowed so down as a bit. Well, mobile, mobile growth massively. Slowed. 
yeah, it's really, really slowed. PC is smaller than console, so even if there was a massive shift in the PC space, it, like, it kind of is on console too. Certainly console is a key factor in driving the overall industry growth. What's going to drive it without Switch 2? Well, I, you don't have... Uh, yeah, there's, there's, it's a, it's, the problem is a cyclical industry, right? This is not mm. unusual. We do have years where things are going down. It's that we don't expect it. We've had this thing in the middle of the cycle where Nintendo comes along midway through a console cycle where just as PlayStation and Xbox are starting to look down from their peak, Nintendo come along and go, eh, we've got something here, we'll keep you going. And yeah. the fact that it sort of doesn't quite line up this year, I'm not sure it is a component thing. I, I suspect any delays, or if, the, if you call it a delay. Here's the thing, I was told two, three weeks ago it's out September, October time, it probably, and uh, they're going to announce it in March. And then two weeks later I'm told by someone, no, it's coming out in 2025, we've known since <laughs> December. I know, and it's like I, I'm so I'm sure there's a lot of trickling down and a lot of yeah. hearsay being discussed. So whether or not you know Nintendo ever planned to launch it this year, I, I think they did, but um, from what I understand, but that, that, that whether they did or didn't, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But the um, but I suspect it's a software thing. Like Nintendo have got to launch their new console with a game, mm. and they've got to launch it with a game, and then they've got to follow it up with another one, and then another one. They know how this works. They didn't do it with the Wii U. I, and there's this interesting, somebody did a tweet, said, what if the Wii U had been delayed four months? What would that first year have looked like for the Wii U? And the software slate would have been so much stronger because it would have been crammed into that period of time. And it would have hoped maybe generated more momentum than it had. And, and, I, and I've got a, um, I've got a, a, a you know, if Nintendo don't have, if the game they were planning to launch the Switch with isn't going to be ready till March, launch the Switch in March. You know, yeah. don't, don't put it out, Switch 2, don't put it out alongside just because you know, get it out before Christmas to hit that holiday window. Um, it's important that they get that right. And they do, oddly, they have a bit of time. My worry is that, that we are seeing in the West a real decline in Switch sales. Mm. Um, it's doing quite well in Japan. You know, I know that they're, they're estimating an increase in... They, they, they want to do 15 million console shipments in this financial year. They've, they've revised that up by half a million. It's not a huge revision, but, it's, but it shows that the momentum's there doing better than they thought you look at their release slate for the year the biggest mm -hmm. game is probably a hd remaster luigi's mansion 2 yeah and um and it's 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 i don't know princess peach's showtime looks really good i know it's it, not gonna I mean, be as big. No, I, I know it's yeah, not gonna be big but uh, yeah. i'm just gonna i don't want to get it, it, it to get overlooked but yeah i know what you mean it is the it is the only original game on the schedule yes <laughs> it's the, yeah. everything else is a paper mario thousand year door and, and um and uh and uh, we just had Mario versus Donkey, uh, Donkey Kong, which are all uh, remastered or remakes. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I, it, we should, based on historical precedent, have a Pokemon game this year. So normally you get a Pokemon, you know, they have they take a year off normally. That mm. was last year. So you would expect it might be a remake uh, or something. R rumor, obviously, the rumor or the report I saw was it's going to be a Johto version of Let's Go. You remember the Let's Go Pikachu? Like yeah, but I've been honestly, I've heard that every year for about ten years now. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's it's um, and it's and but, and I saw the rumor that based on the fact that there's no um, people can't transfer Pokemon anymore, and I'm like, yeah, they're not going to release an entire game just so you can transfer the Pokemon. Just put the old one on Nintendo yeah. Switch Online. I don't, um, but the um, but maybe, but uh, I, I would I would have expected a black and white uh, remaster or maybe a new Legends game. But new regardless, Legends, there might be there might be a new Pokemon game this year, which will give yeah. them a big title for Q4. Um, but yeah, we it's a little troubling in terms of their, their their slate for the year. But you know they've still got some remasters, remakes to lean on. 
they've still got a bit of momentum behind them. As long as they don't lose that momentum, I think it's so important they have still mm. have an engaged audience going into the next console. They will be really mindful of that. But they do have tools at their disposal. Beforehand, they had to release a game to generate interest. Now they've got DLC at their... They can use stuff like that. They can put things into their online service. They can do loads of things mm. to try and keep their audience playing their console that perhaps wasn't available in a non-digital age where they can try and keep that audience looking forward to their to whatever comes next it is i think disappointing for the market i think 2024 has never looked tougher and it already looked tough mm. um but um you know with gta 6 and switch 2 in 2025 that should be a big um uh, big console year mm. um just as long as they don't launch next to each other that would be, uh, <laughs> that would be unless unless <laughs> unless gta 6 is a launch title for switch 2 uh, and that's why yeah, they've been delayed it yeah, yeah that's why they delay. They're going to launch it with GTA Six. That's quite. <laughs> you, heard That's quite first. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. We're going to launch um, with Mario Kart and Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yes. There's crossplay between them. You can take your Grand Theft Auto cars into Mario Kart for the online multiplayer. We're going to stop there because that's incredibly silly. Thank you so much for joining us for the microcast. We are going to be back uh, next Monday. Um, Chris, thank you so much for joining me as always. Thank you for uh, hosting, James. It's always fun. Fun to interesting word for how I host, but um, yes, I appreciate, I appreciate the sentiment. Um, you can, as always, get more news, insight, and analysis into the business behind video games at gamesbusiness.biz. You can find all the microcasts and previous episodes of the podcast on the podcasting platform of your choice or the gamesbusiness.biz YouTube channel. We'll be back next Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye.